This is Tuesday reflection on the sermon that we listened to this past Sunday, September the 27th, talking about fear and majesty, the Sinai Summit. And uh, this resource really is designed to help uh, people put, bring some uh, closure, not complete closure, but definitely uh, going back and, and looking at what we discussed on Sunday, what we shared from the Bible together, and uh, uh, kind of trying to think through some deeper applicational things. Today, uh, this is me, Jim, and I'm going to be uh, doing this solo, but in the future, um, don't be surprised. Actually, I would argue you should come to expect um, uh, not just me, but uh, maybe a few of us discussing uh, some of the applicational issues that uh, address us as individuals and as families on how we can live out uh, the biblical teaching from Sunday. So it's just a few minutes for us to uh, to gather together and to uh, just to review one last time um, last week's text and then uh, prepare for the next one. So this past week, we uh, really wrestled with the questions um, surrounding um, a God that is bigger and stronger and uh, maybe more demanding than we are comfortable with. And uh, I hope that you were able to wrestle with uh, your view of God, your picture of him, and thinking through how you present him to others or how you understand him personally. Uh, I think one of the questions that we all have to wrestle with is the God that we love and the God that we um, desire for others to love. Um, Do we love him just because our view of him or our understanding of him uh, is uh, agreeable to us? And uh, one of the things that gets lost in that is the wonder and the worship. Uh, that one of the reasons why Amazing Grace um, really has lost some of its amazing luster is because we look at ourselves and we look at those that we love and we have a hard time believing um, that God may ever have an issue or a problem with us. We're not very uh, aware of our sin and its, uh, its disruptive behavior in our lives. Uh, that's why um, speaking about grace in such a way that denies the reality of our sin and the brokenness of our sin um, just fails to do justice to the the amazing step that God made in Jesus Christ in coming down and putting on human flesh and then dying for us. Um, So it's it's good to look at texts um, that we we looked at yesterday um, in the book of Exodus and really wrestling with um, the distance uh, between us and God. Um, And that's why... um, when we think about the the grace component, how critical it is for us uh, to be honest about our brokenness. One thing that Andrea and I have both practiced at, at uh, in our own lives as well as with our kids. Um, sometimes I would even tell you um, this isn't something I would demand of my children, but I would model for them when I had made a mistake, uh, when I had sinned in front of my kids and they had seen me act in a way that was not right of a, of a godly man, of someone who was following Jesus Christ. For me to be very clear in my sin, uh, in terms of explaining what I did, not just that Daddy had made a mistake, and not just that um, that I had done something that was generically wrong, but to genuinely confess my sin um, before a holy and righteous God. And uh, after that was done, um, to talk about and to reflect on God's amazing, uh, gracious posture towards us through Jesus and the forgiveness that we received. And sometimes it's the clarity of that. It's the, it's the pronunciation of both our sin and the forgiveness of our sin that helps bring those two things together. 
that when we look at um, the specific struggles that we have, it's not about making light of them. We don't have to make God um, some uh, kind of watered-down version of, uh, of someone that loves and cares for us, but he can stand in his amazing majesty, and there really is a sense of, of, of fear and awe um, that is surrounded by his righteousness and holiness. And yet, in that context, um, the fact that he also loves us and cares for us becomes um, this powerful picture of his, of his grace. And so, both individually um, in our time of confession, as well as a family in terms of leading our, uh, our children and modeling in front of our children, um, that God's holiness um, isn't put to the side, but that's why Jesus had to die for us and to literally go back and to, uh, to claim those things to claim the reality of just how broken we are, to claim the reality of just how powerful and how holy and other God is, and then to let his grace fill the gap between those two things. That's really what we are here to celebrate. I think when that happens, we're able to see um, the reason why we are amazed by God's grace and we truly are trapped um, in a good way, uh, worshiping him. We find ourselves responding to his grace um, both emotively um, as well as intellectually um, because of the amazing distance between us and God and how he bridged that in Jesus Christ. Um, so that's one of the ways that we um, as a family have dealt with that, and um, I hope that you uh, genuinely are constantly uh, looking at um, that gap and saying, listen, I'm not trying to make God less, and I'm not trying to make my sin less. Um, I want each of those things to be true and then in that truth uh, to find the real grace of God through Jesus Christ. Um, so I hope that that's something that you um, reflect on this week um, as you put close to that, and then we look forward this next Sunday to continuing our series together. We really do love you guys, and if there's any way that we can help you think through this, please know we want to continue this faith conversation. We love you.